I'm really excited and grateful because uh, when I noticed that, I was like, you know what, God, go ahead. Do, do what you got to do up in your scriptures, huh? Because often uh, the answers to the prayers that we're praying have already been written. I have to ask myself these questions. Why do I think that spending time on Netflix is more important than spending time with God? I have to ask myself these questions. And in this text, in this season, we got to ask ourselves, okay, God, am I inviting you into the mix What up, y'all? It's your girl, Corinne, with Know Some Corinne. We are back for yet another episode of Another Day, Another Chance, a podcast that is focused on encouraging you to become more and more of the person God has called you to be. And we are in the middle of a series called The Liberation Tapes. If you're just now tuning in, uh, The Liberation Tapes is all about hearing stories of different people who are experiencing freedom, liberation due to the hand of God. Uh, the Bible says that the people triumphed um, due to People experience freedom due to sharing of testimonies. They experience freedom. And so um, I want you <laughs> and me, y'all, because it's not just you, it's me too. I need to be free. Um, I-, I want us to experience freedom together. And so I've been bringing on some of my my good friends um, to share their experiences of freedom uh, due to their relationship with God, due to the hand of God. Uh, so I am over the moon excited about this guest that I got. I know you, y'all been waiting. I know y'all have. I just know it. I just know it. And um, he's here. So why don't you tell the people who you are? What's up, y'all? It's your boy Murdoch. Shout out to Natalie. Shout out to Notes from Kareem. She's <laughs> bomb.com. If you don't listen, if this is your first time listening, you sleep. Make sure you go back and do your homework. Sleep. Tap into the, the previous seasons. But again, my name's Murdoch. I'm a purpose-driven, action-oriented servant leader in Proud Product, Indianapolis, Indiana. All right, tell us who you are. I'm a Juris Doctor, a candidate at the I.M. McKinney School of Law. And founder of four businesses here in the city. Four. And ultimately, I'm in the business of becoming the greatest powerpreneur that my city's ever seen. I consider it a blessing, an honor, a privilege to be a guest on the number one spiritual <laughs> leadership podcast <laughs> in the world. So, shout out to shout out to Corinne. Another day, another chance. That's right, y'all. He he, y'all. That's encouragement for me. Okay, we we got goals. We got goals. Um, but in case y'all ain't picked up on it, Anthony, who are you to me? A friend. Anthony, quit playing with me. I am. Y'all, he already started. A supporter. I am. Anthony, quit playing. <laughs> a member of your beloved community. So, y'all, we don't have time. We don't have time. The people are here to get encouraged and to be set free. Who are you? My name is Murdoch. I'm a purpose-driven. Oh, my God. Okay, we're not doing this again. I don't heard it enough time. <laughs> This is my brother, y'all. We are two years apart. Shout out to the kids. Yes. Anthony is, uh, man, that's my role dog. He he said it to me when I first went to college. He said, you were my first best friend. That's what he said to me. Um, and uh, yeah, man, even to this day, y'all, one of, one of my, my closest friends, for real. It's truly a blessing to um, find friendship in your family. Hello. Um, there's a word in there for somebody. Go ahead and receive it. Uh, but we're going to jump right into it, Anthony. So obviously, as you know, we've had many conversations about this, um, about experiencing freedom at the hand of God. So what what I want to hear from you is, you know, obviously we grew up in the same household and we talk all the time. So I, you know, I know a little bit about you and your your life. Amen. Um, but uh how would you say you have experienced freedom in your life? How would you say that 
due to your relationship with God, you have experienced freedom? I think that's an excellent question. I think first and foremost, you're right, we grew up in the same household, even though we may have had very different experiences in the same place. Right. That's a word for somebody. That's what happens. Okay, if you're about to mimic me on this podcast, Anthony, <laughs> if you're about to mimic me on this podcast, you don't have a problem. No, seriously, though, you can be in the same. You can be so proximal to somebody else and have a completely different experience. That's one of the reasons why your story, especially as a black people, your, your most unique asset, because no one else has it. Not your fraternal friend, not your sibling, not your neighbor, not your classmate, not your best friend, not your partner. No one else has the dreams and visions that you do, and no one else fights the demons that you do each and every day. Right. Your story is your most unique asset because nobody else has it. Certainly. So when you talk about how did I find freedom, while we were proximal physically because we grew up in the same household, my journey was different than yours. Right. And your journey was different than mine. It's true. And so when you talk about how I found freedom, you know, it came through me knowing that I had experienced incarceration of a number of different forms and fashions. Mm. And I know at some point you're going to ask me, what is assimilation? So I'm not going to jump the gun. Oh, my gosh. However, when I learned what I had become captive to, yeah. whether that was at a mental, emotional, social, financial, or spiritual perspective, yeah. when I came to understand what I was captive to and I didn't want to be captive, right. then I was introduced to what freedom might look like for me. All right. And part of what my relationship, not just the religion, but my relationship with God did, yeah. was he came to me and he came to me as only he could. And he showed me what freedom could look like. Yeah. And part of my understanding of what freedom looks like through relationship with my Lord and Savior is an understanding that he and I had similar experiences as black men who are suppressed, oppressed, depressed, and repressed by the state. Right. And so I don't see myself as someone separate. I see myself as someone who I become more and more Christ-like the better I understand my story. Yeah. Um, and so when you talk about how I experienced freedom and when I experienced freedom, yeah. like I said, it came as a result of me understanding that I was actually incarcerated mm. to a number of different systems. And then by getting a better understanding of my story and seeing the relationships and synergies between my stories and the story of Jesus Christ, I saw what freedom yeah. might look like and how he dealt with his incarceration too. Right. You know, first of all, first of all, I love that um he's Anthony is clearly pointing out the fact that like we all have our own story. You know, we all are living um our own walks of life and that's part of the reason why, you know, even this series is so needed because everybody's experience is different. And because of that, the chains that we discover we need to be freed from um, the support and wisdom that many different people can offer from their many different experiences can truly work together to help us experience our own type of freedom. But I love that you, you started with this idea that in all honesty, we had to keep it real with ourselves about the fact that we are in chains in some type of way. There's gotta be a, um, a, a, a reconciliation with the with the truth of the fact that y'all he making a face at me I, I can't take it reconciliation of truth <laughs> with the fact that man I am dealing with some type of bondage in my life right if it's um you know not uh you know speaking in a way that would honor God if it's not treating other people in a way that would honor God whatever it is there has to be a moment of honesty with you and God that says listen 
God, I think I'm experiencing bondage in this area of my life or in multiple, as you said. Um, so you're saying that God came to you in only a way that he could, which is a word, actually. OK, um, how, how did he come to you? How did God come to you? And what what did that experience look like for you? No, for sure. I think what's also important, what you said about God meeting you where you are and not just meeting you where you are, but that we all experience different forms of bondage. Right. One of the beauties in what I would say is my relationship with God is that once he showed me how I was in bondage in one place and it helped me shift my perspective and stop normalizing that bondage. Guess what I saw? I saw that I was in bondage in other places, too. Yeah. And I don't think that was unintentional. Well, I think he. When you meet somebody where you are, it's not to stay there, but it's to show them how far they can go. There it is. And so he knew where he could meet me, where he could make some other, help me make some other things make sense. Right. So you talk about where my relationship really began to grow, right? In large part, it was my first year of college, you know, and it wasn't because I got caught up on the social scene or anything. Oh, I was gonna like say that. you was acting a fool. It wasn't. No. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, more so, the system was acting a fool towards me, and yeah. I could actually recognize. Right, right, right. And so when I saw. I had experienced racism prior to college, but whether it was normalized because of my environment or I had normalized it because of how traumatic those experiences were. Yeah. When I got to college and experienced racism, blatant racism, death threats simply for being a black man in these divided states of America, something hit me. Hmm. And that's why assimilation is something that I believe I was able to become free from as a result of my relationship. Yeah, because he was able to show me other kinds of bondage I was experiencing, whether, like I said, it's financial, it's social, emotional, mm -hmm. it's personal because of the bondage I was experiencing as a black man in this country. Now, don't miss this, y'all. He says sometimes we normalize the bondage that we experience. Don't miss that. Right. We're going to we're going to get to freedom in just a minute. But don't miss the fact. Look at yourself. Look inward and ask yourself the question. Am I normalizing something that wasn't even meant for me? That wasn't even meant for me to sit in and live with? Am I normalizing my bondage? Or does God have better for me? Right? Is there, is there a better future waiting for me that I'm not willing to accept because I don't want to trust God or because I don't want to do what the word says or because I don't want to, you know, get on my knees or pull out my journal and pray? and hear from the word of God. So I love that you you pointed that out, but you, you're you getting to this assimilation piece. So yes, I'm going to ask you, because everybody don't know what that means, okay? What does assimilation mean? Define that for the people. Yeah, so I'm coming from assimilation from a racial perspective. Okay. And the way I talk about assimilation, because there's plenty of terms. We can go from Webster's to Black's. That's a dictionary term. <laughs> to, I just want to make sure I'm <laughs> To Google, to dictionary.com. Yeah, the the yeah. Murdoch definition of assimilation is the assassination of your character and integrity. Mm -hmm. And when I say it's the assassination of your character and integrity, we understand that especially as black folks, we work so hard to fit, to conform, to assimilate into places and spaces that make whiteness more comfortable with what makes us so special. Mm. Our beautiful, bold, and black story. Mm -hmm. And so when you talk about assimilation, part of what assimilation does when I say it's about assassination, that character and integrity, assimilation forces you to kill the very thing that makes you different, the very thing that makes you unique. Wow. And so when I talk about and use the word assim uh, ass assimilation is assassination, mm -hmm. some people might think that's dramatic, but it's not. 
is dramatic to those who don't think assimilation is real. Mm. And and it needs to be real to us because it's killing us. Right. It's killing us. Right. So you're saying basically it is the, the commitment to conform. That is an incredible alliteration to describe assimilation. Right. And the thing about assimilation, let's go back to what you said about bondage and normalizing. It, right. Is because we've normalized it, we've been forced to normalize it for so long, mm. it's unconscious. Man. So what does it mean to kill yourself and don't know that you're dead? Mm. Yeah. So let that sit with you, y'all. Really think about that. That sometimes in some areas of our life, because Anthony, I mean, he he just encouraged me. I'm not going to hold y'all, okay? Sometimes we subconsciously make a commitment to conform in areas where God has called us to stand out. And that, wow. I mean, wow. I think the question that Anthony, you know, and I, I mean, if y'all know who he is, you need to pick him up on Instagram. We'll talk about that at the end. But if you see his life, you'll see that he can't help but stand out. And I believe that in the way that Anthony, you know, you tell me how this sits with you, but in the way that God has created us, right? You're saying we cannot conform. God has made us all in unique ways. God has placed something in, in all of our lives to grow and do something for the building of the kingdom. And a, and a choice to conform would be a choice to, I mean, to a certain degree, potentially negate what God is calling us to do. It's not even potentially, though. It's not even potential. Like, we're called not to conform to the ways of this world. Right. That's number one. Number two, the things that you read, you have to put them in context. You know, my oratorical mentor says a text without context is merely a pretext for common people. Right. And so what does it mean to conform to the ways of this world in the 21st century? What are the ways of this world? What determines the ways of this world? Mm -hmm. In our world, in this country, is, is, is defined under the standards of whiteness. Not just white people, but whiteness mm -hmm. as a system that negates, that oppresses, suppresses, depresses, represses, marginalized people, mm -hmm. those who are not the majority. So to conform to the ways of this world is to conform to whiteness. Mm. And who is forced to do the most conforming to whiteness? Those who live, those who exist, those who love in the midst of blackness, mm. namely black people. Mm -hmm. So when I am conforming to the ways of this world, I'm assimilating into a culture that appropriates what makes me me. Hmm. So the more you try and fit into conforming to majority culture, which again, I'm coming from a racial lens, it goes back to my experience and how I was introduced to relationship. It was through racial trauma because hmm. God met me where I was. He didn't meet me in a moment when I could recognize it. Right. He didn't meet me in a moment of joy and happiness and peace. He met me in a moment of lack of understanding, of trauma. Hmm. And so in large part, I've come to know Christ through how he can deliver you from trauma. But that's right. not everybody's story. Right. Some people meet him in their highest moments, and that's where they feel like they know the Lord the best. Right, right. And so when they experience low moments, it's difficult. But because I, let, I, I met him in a low moment, I became proximal to him in a low moment, we're going to go high together. Yeah. And that standard of what high looks like is the opposite of conformity mm -hmm. because I was at my lowest when I was conforming. Conform. Yeah. And so when I am speaking, when I'm talking my talk and telling my story, when I am unapologetically sharing what makes me who I am, that is why when I am in greatest relationship mm -hmm. with my Lord and Savior. And it's because he's brought me to a place in space where he said, you were at a low point, and I introduced you to a way of life yeah. where you did not have to live there. Right. And that was being exactly who I called you 
to be your beautiful bold and black self. Yeah. Man, that's powerful. Ooh, okay. That's powerful. Um, you gotta be you, man. You gotta be you. A lot of people die an expensive copy of somebody else. Yeah. And that was a waste of God's creation. Ooh, help us, help us today, Holy Ghost, help us. So, so y'all, I mean, it, my stomach, it just, I, you know, this is a lot. Um, but <laughs> what? So, so we got can't conform, be you, right? You gotta be you, and a commitment to be you is a commitment to choose who God has called you to be, and not what culture may be saying that you have to be, right? Which really comes down to who is the God that you serve. We could take it that far. Are we idolizing the culture so much to the point that that is driving our identity or are we putting our identity in the hands of the God that made us? Also, when we talk about idolatry, I think what's also important is to acknowledge why we idolize the things that we do. Uh huh. Some people idolize cars and clothes, things that you can consume because that's where they, that's the only exposure that they've had to freedom. Hmm. Right help us. And that's one of the help reasons us. why help I us. love to listen to Another Day, Another Chance. And it's because part of what this podcast does is it introduces you to a new version of freedom that is so much more similar to the way that God created it to be. Well, glory be to God. Like when the only time that you feel like you experience freedom is when you see the cars and the clothes. It's difficult to fault you for trying to shape your life around it because you don't want the cars and clothes. You just want to be free. Yeah. But if you introduce people to different versions of freedom. Right. They have the option to choose. And I really think that is what Christ does for us. That at the core of the gospel, it is an introduction to a new type of freedom many may have never known. Um, so that's good. So so let me let me ask you this. How would you say your identity has evolved following this sense of liberation? That's an excellent question. You know, my identity continues to evolve. I'm not the same brother I was yesterday, nor will I be the same brother tomorrow. But I, but what I can say is that my understanding of who I am today, I think is greater than it's ever been. Yeah. And so we talk about how my identity has evolved. First and foremost, I had to come, well, first and foremost, I have come to grips with who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, calling something what it's not doesn't change what it is. It just leaves you ill-prepared to deal with what's being done. Mm. And so one mm. of my greatest, quote-unquote, come-to-Jesus moments was really when Jesus came to me. All right. And he was like, brother, you need to look in the mirror. Yeah. And you need to look in a clear mirror, right? Not a dirty mirror, not a fogged up mirror, not a mirror that's really a picture of a selfie that you took when you were at your best. But look at yourself as you are right now. Right. And 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 come to grips with why you feel the way you do about what you're looking in the mirror at. Right. Because a lot of people don't even look at themselves in the mirror because they're scared, they're sad, they're disappointed with what they see. Mm -hmm. And that's as far as they go. But if you go a step further and ask yourself why, you hate yourself. Hmm. You ask yourself why you don't love yourself. Mm -hmm. You ask yourself why, right? Curiosity, they say curiosity killed the cat, but the, the cat had nine lives. And, and and I also think that, I promise this is getting to answer to your question, 
But I think the other thing that's extremely important is that to have a relationship, it requires questions. And God does not discourage people from asking questions. Now, don't get me started on that now. Well, no, I'm not trying to. But um, <laughs> but what I will say is that my evolution is also rooted in consistently asking questions yeah. and not being scared to ask questions. Right. Because on the other side of a question is an answer. Yes. That's going to help me better understand who Anthony is. Greater understanding. And so when you talk about how have I evolved, I consistently ask questions. And, yeah. the, and, the, and I think the power in that, I think I just talked about it for sure. But I think another piece of power in that evolving perspective, that evolving experience and relationship with Christ, is that I'm not scared. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't ask questions because they're nervous what the other person is going to say. Yeah. I'm not scared of what the other person is going to say. Mm-hmm. What do I have to God didn't create the spirit of fear. Right. One of the things he did create was the spirit of power, though. And I talked about before, I'm in the business of becoming the greatest powerpreneur that, that my city's ever seen. Mm-hmm. And so my lens on life has shifted because God did not create me to conform or be weak. He created a strong black man, mm-hmm. no matter how much the world hates it. As a matter of fact, the world might hate me because they know how strong I am, because mm-hmm. they see the God that's inside of me and it's shining into other people. Well, well, I don't know what else to say today. I don't know what else to say today. No, that's good, Anthony. That that's really good. Y'all, my brother be talking his talk. Natalie be talking her talk. He, he be talking. He be talking. All right, y'all. Anthony said he listened to the podcast. So the question is, does he know what the won't he do it segment is? Okay. Um, which I believe he does. Uh, the one he do it segment. If you're new to this episode, you Why can't you try to play me like that. <laughs> sure, you're gonna say, Do we know what it is and explain it? Okay. Uh, if you no, I'm not explaining it for you, I'm explaining it for the people. Sure, for the, the people. people, okay. The people, okay. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. <laughs> for the people who are new to the episode, you came here because Anthony is all that he is, amen. And you were like, I want to hear him speak about his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, the one he do it segment is a moment where we are intentional about our gratitude because it's enough negativity going on all over the world, all up in the world, all up in our phones, everything. I want to be sure that when you come to another day, another chance, you get some positivity up in your spirit to carry you. Um, so usually when I do the one he do it segment, I may share a story or just some specific thing that I'm particularly grateful for. So Anthony, being the storyteller that you are, um, do you have a story for us? Yeah, that recently sure. happened that you are just so grateful. Y'all, he's smiling. And whenever you get this certain smile, I just, I just be nervous that he about to clown. We going to see. We going to see. All right, go ahead. I just want y'all to go back and listen to the other episodes. <laughs> she ain't doing this with nobody else. I know this only happening for me. No, I, I, I mean, I don't know if that's true, but go ahead. Okay. All right. No, so once upon a time, there was a young lady. Her name was Natalie Kareem. And she'd approached me with an idea that she wanted to start something. Wasn't quite sure what it might be. Might be one thing, might be something else. But she knew she wanted to start something because she knew that inside, deep inside her spirit, that beautiful, bold, and black spirit sitting inside her chest, her heart, that there was something calling, crawling. And one of the reasons why she knew she needed to start something was because of how many people told her that she shouldn't. And it wasn't like, Natalie, you shouldn't do it because no one's that much of an idiot to say something like that. But subliminally and subconsciously, people would discourage her from pursuing what she knew was true about herself. Wow. And so, you know what I'm saying? This young lady, once upon a time, named Natalie. No connection to the person that's on the podcast. 
uh, approached me and was like, I want to do something. Can we make this make sense? So we met a couple of times. I really thought we had a plan together and nothing happened. Absolutely nothing at all. Is that true? For an extensive period of time. And Yo, I, I thought it was like, you know, is, like nothing else. You know what I mean? the, the weird part about it is I don't know why Corinne is taking this personally because we're not talking about Corinne. We're oh. talking about someone named Natalie. Has oh, okay. nothing at all to do with what's oh, okay. happening right now. Okay. But, uh, so like I said, met with the person, uh, had a couple of really formative meetings that I thought would have been really fruitful. And had a great plan devised, and nothing happened. Time passed. Who knows how much time passed? I wasn't thinking about it because I didn't think it was going to come to it. And then, uh, randomly, I see this green graphic come across my timeline uh, that is tremendously remnant of some conversations that I had in the past. And because I saw it and it looked familiar, I tapped in. And I listened and heard something I never heard before on a podcast. And it captivated me. And and part of if any of you know anything about me is I actually hate podcasts. I, I can't I can't really it's true. Uh, just because I don't think a lot of people are saying anything at all. I think they're just <laughs> in a studio listening to themselves oh, with no other interruptions. They take the soundproof not to have a high quality podcast, but that they can listen to themselves with no distractions. Help us, Lord. I think that's a lot of people. But that's a different conversation for a different day, even though I just broke it down on this podcast. The point is... <laughs> Even amidst my lack of appreciation for podcasts, I continue to listen to this one. And even in that first season, there was a break that was taken because people need breaks because things can become broken that we didn't know we needed to fix. Well, And that spirit of fixing things that we didn't need to be broken because sometimes we don't know things that are, are broken in our lives is the spirit that continued to run through that podcast. Mm. And I didn't even realize the impact it was having on me until I was asked to be a guest on that podcast. And it was wild because while I was on that podcast, I came to the revelation that that's exactly what was happening. And that revelation happening on the episode for that podcast was my confirmation that the person who had created the podcast was doing exactly what God had called them to do. Well, because that's sometimes just how God works. Uh that he will show you things, he will show you the future in the present with past experiences because God is omnipresent hmm. and time doesn't limit him. That's wow. one of the beautiful and bold things about the God that we serve. That's right. That there is no limit. Shout out to Master P for exactly what it is that, that God can do, has done, and will continue to do. And he continues to bless that podcast. Now, I have no idea what connection that podcast I'm talking about might be to this one, but I'm sure that there's someone has some similar sentiments that I just expressed about that podcast to the podcast that you're creating right now. So we talk about my won't he do it moment. He did it, has done it, and continues to do it for that individual's podcast, for this one, and I'm blessed to be on this platform sharing this story. Y'all, I wish y'all could see my face when he said he did it, huh? Has done it, huh? Continues? Well... If there's a tear sliding down your face, I just hope you are right. Okay. Um, because that touched my spirit. Y'all know who it is. He shaded me a little bit. Okay. Sometimes the follow through with purpose is hard, but we done talked about that already. Um, and here we are. Amen. Shout out to the better. kid. Shout out to the kid. Better. Huh? Um, all right. So we're gonna wrap this party up. Anthony, I ask every single person who is a guest on the podcast to please share a scripture or a concept 
that is really anchoring you in this season. In another day, another chance, y'all know we we get in that word. Okay, we definitely fall. Some days we may miss it. All right. Um, but we prioritize getting in the word of God because we know that that is one of the ways that God speaks. Really, it's one of the ways that God has already spoken to us. And he's just waiting for us to crack open the book. So um, what is the scripture that you would say, Anthony, is anchoring you in this season? Well, to everybody oh, listening. Oh, my gosh. Uh, You're not if you could that. please get out. The text for today, uh, I'll be coming from the second of the Timothys, the first chapter. Yeah, I'm going to do my best not to interrupt. The second of the Timothys. I don't know why he acting like this. I'll be coming from the verse preceding the eighth and immediately following the sixth. And I'll be coming from the translation that is very alive and very new. Uh. And the word says, for God has not. Wait, stop. You know who you sound like? <laughs> Our doggone daddy. That's what you sound like. Shout out to Fox, Oh, man. my gosh. My for That's God. That's my the, God. The, That's the, my God. He says what? Like okay, scripture, for God. No, for sure, for sure. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, New Living Translation. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, self-discipline yes you know that's that's one that has continued to resonate with me mm-hmm. i got it in a completely different stage in my life and when i first heard it didn't really i mean it it meant something for sure mm-hmm. but it has only grown to be more and more powerful mm-hmm. and and that's a that's a verse that's guided me in this season mm-hmm. but it continues to be one of those verses like you know first peter 3 and 8 philippians 4 and 13 second timothy you know what i'm saying chapter 1 verse 7 those are God and principles in, in my life generally. And they're, they're definitely doing the work for me this season. Yeah, I was going to say, and it shows y'all. Um, so this has just blessed me. Uh, even the mimicking, y'all. Even the little bit of shade up in this studio. Mockery is the greatest form of flattery. I'm flattered by Natalie. Y'all, that's the truth that I'm wrestling with. But I, I, I appreciate the love. I'll say that. I appreciate the love. Um, all right. So we're going to wrap this party up. Tell the people where they can find you, sibling. You can find me where you find your purpose. As soon as you know what it is you were called to do, you're going to hear something I got to say. Because I'm just a vessel. I'm communicating oh, to you. Don't let you start saying what, Okay, then we don't need to do that. I'm going to stop there. Oh, I'm Then in that case, follow me oh, on Instagram, amurdock underscore I-I, A-M-U-R-D-O-C-K underscore I-I, and... In that place, you will find everything else that you do need to know. You can also follow me on Twitter at the same handle. That's right. Um, well, y'all, I hope you enjoyed all this. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it because I definitely did. Uh, listen, I appreciate y'all listening. What I want you to do right now is scroll down to the bottom if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and give us a rating. Give us that five-star love. That helps us um, grow and people hearing about us. Share this episode with somebody who you think needs to hear about the power of choosing not to conform, man, but really choosing to be the person that God has called you to be unapologetically. Um, give us that five-star rating. Shout Anthony out. Show him some love. Thank you all so much for listening. We're going to be back next week. Peace and love.